following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, October 30th, 2017, season 13, episode number 64. Welcome to another edition of The Break. Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. It's uh, casual Mondays, I guess. I didn't get the memo, but uh, but everybody else is here and accounted for. You have meetings and stuff, right? Yeah, I do have meetings most of what? I don't, so. So you can just do whatever you want to do, right? Yeah. Screw what HR says about what we should wear. I ran into the director of HR. She was good in the cafeteria, and she goes, "You fight, you fight, Dave." And I was like, "All right, I, I mean, you, I guess you won. That was good, yeah. perfect." All Did right. You look like Obi Wan Kenobi to her. No, oh, I guess you weren't wearing the hood at that point. No, but which would be strange as to why you'd then come get on the air and say it's a good time to put on the hood. I'm Dave Hoodie today, like Darth Hoodie, Bill Belichick. I'm channeling my inner. Except it's, yeah. So strange. Victory Monday. It is Victory Monday. Cowboys get a big win yesterday. And according to a couple people on this uh, in this group, it was a, need, a needed win. If they didn't win, that the season was basically over. I think that's what you said, Amber. I never said the season would be over <laughs> if they lost this game, but it, I, I thought it was a significant game. It was a significant game. Cowboys win 33-19 uh, in what was – by all accounts, like a, a monsoon, like the rain was really, there was a ton of rain. And I can't remember a game. I'm sure there's been some. I can't remember a game that I've been at where there was as much rain from start to finish. Like it started in the beginning. It was just kind of a drizzle and it picked up. And when it picked up, it didn't seem to ever stop. It seemed like it was just a constant rain. Um, and you heard Dak talk about it after the game, talk about how the balls got heavier and heavier. And it just, it was a tough, those are tough conditions to play in. Yeah. Like it sucked. For, I mean, for them, we were dry in the press box, but I, I was, I actually, I wanted to go out. None of y'all, y'all were all smart enough not to join me, but I wanted to go out at the end just to kind of get a feel for what it was like out there. And How long were you wet on the plane? Like, did you yeah. go the whole way back wet? I, yeah. When I changed, like to go to bed, I was still kind of drying off. It, like, it was just like soaking wet, just nonstop from about late second quarter until we got on the plane. It did not stop. Yeah. Like one of the reporters asked Dak last night, he's like, can you please explain how does it feel to be playing under the rain so that fans can really get an idea of what it's like? He's like, well, just go outside when it's raining and throw the ball and see how it feels. Go find out for yourself. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not an easy. Dave thing. wanted to find out for himself to see what it was like I to did. be out there. You're right. And he did. And you figured out that it was not fun. Right. Basically, yeah. It was nice and uh, rainy and cold, but let's get into some of the more some of the more interesting points of the game. And I think it has to start with Ezekiel Elliott. Um, this guy is just playing phenomenal football right now, and I think it all starts with the fact that that offensive line is playing phenomenal football right now. Once they started kind of getting their thing together, then you started to see these holes open up. And when when Zeke sees holes and he gets through them and he he makes big runs for them. Yesterday he has 33 carries for 150 yards, 4.5 average two touchdowns uh talk about how he performed nick what do you what do you see out there well i just thought it was a one of those games where you know with, with the rain the way it was you need 
somebody to just grind out some yards. And I thought he did that. I, I thought it was nothing flashy. Uh, no, no touchdowns um, runs like we saw two weeks before in uh, San Francisco or a week before in San Francisco. But but this was just kind of more of your NFC East, Cowboys, Redskins type of game. And I, I thought he, he really did. Uh, he, he played well when the offense, it was going to be tough to move the ball. It is, it is, is tougher to throw it, especially in the red zone. And I thought he he did an excellent job for them. This uh, the uh, interesting thing about all of this when it comes to Ezekiel Elliott is, as of today, the whole narrative changes. Um, even though he had such a great game this week and has been playing well the last couple weeks, um, everything could change today. We'll go to our legal expert here, David Hellman, who wears a hoodie now. Uh, tell us like don't like what's... the hood. Don't like the hood. <laughs> don't like the hood. I've okay. made it clear. But hey, what what's happening today? What is the the layout of what's happening today with regard to Ezekiel Elliott um, and his court case? Zeke did not fly back with the team last night because uh, he is going to his hearing um, with Judge Catherine Fail Fela in um, in the Second District of New York today. It's supposed to start at about four p.m. I don't think this is one like. La- two weeks ago was unique because that was just a, a TRO. It wasn't an injunction. Like that hearing took what an hour, and we got a ruling later that day. I I'm not under the impression that's going to happen today. There's going to be a hearing today, and then we will hear what's going to happen sometime this week. I w- I think I'll be surprised if we actually get a ruling tonight. I think that's going to come later. But um, the judge, you know, we had Daniel Wallach on our show a couple weeks ago. He laid all this out. That's happening today. The judge that was supposed to hear that, who wasn't there at the time, is going to hear this situation and decide whether or not to grant him an injunction. Um, there are steps Zeke can take if he loses this hearing. He can appeal again, but I believe he would have to do that while suspended. So. This week, we're going to find out whether probably he plays for the rest of the season or he continues this fight while he's serving his suspension. Yeah, and the injunction, just to be clear, the way I understand it is what they're basically going to be hearing today is the argument that that Zeke should be able to play while this makes its way uh, through the court, while the court case is is proceeding. Uh, The NFL is obviously saying that uh, they don't want him playing during that time. His representatives are saying there is undue. I mean, there is uh, harm that cannot be undone to Zeke if he has to miss time and then is proven um, proven uh, to be uh, wins his case in the end. So it, the judge has to decide whether there's enough merit in this case uh, that that Zeke has enough of a case that he should be able to play and that there is going to be unreparable harm done to him if he doesn't get to play in the meantime. So a lot to be able to figure out, but. Dave, it sounds like that's not a decision that necessarily comes today. It's a decision that may come at some point this week, you would presume, I, um, and then he'd, we'd find out whether he can play at this point. I, I'm setting myself up for failure by trying to predict it, but I bet I'm like this, this. Also, doesn't seem like something that's going to drag out until Friday at closing right. time. Like I'm, I think like by Wednesday evening, we'll know. That's just sort of my gut. And the reality is, the judge, I assume, could make a bench decision there but I don't I agree with you I don't think it does happen right. I think it's probably going to be a little bit for her to deliberate I'm not, like I said the last hearing for the TRO took like 50 minutes I'm under the impression this one's going to take a couple like a few hours I would be again I'd be surprised if we hear anything definitive tonight okay so Nick, I just don't think it'll go past Tuesday I mean I, I know that the NFL work I mean the, the the court systems they don't care about the NFL and all that I know about, that, yeah. I, but I just I just don't feel like it'll well okay 
if it does go past Tuesday, I think the I think that he probably will play. I mean, now I don't I don't know about that just because the NFL. One of the things that the NFL got criticized about was for them to to, to now claim that there would be irreparable harm to them if Ezekiel is allowed to play. They, one of the arguments people brought up was, well, you were going to let him finish out a week and say, hey, you can go ahead and play this week if the decision came later in the week. And in the last instance, when he when the when the ruling was was shot down, they said he's just suspended immediately because like, it was a bye week. I hear you, but I, I just I have a feeling like the NFL is just yeah. to just for for purposes of how it looks. I think no matter when it happens, they're probably going to say this is immediate. I think with how contentious it's been and how I mean. Zeke, you know, you could argue with everything that played out before the season, like they were blindsided and they didn't blah, 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 whatever. Like, you know, you had short notice that this was going to happen. But I think everybody knows that this has been a possibility basically since the season started. And if he doesn't get the ruling that he wants, I bet he's immediate out gone. Yeah. So this is going to be interesting. We'll see what all plays out today. It'll start at 4 p.m. And then we'll see how long it takes for uh, the judge to then make a decision and whatever that decision is. Just not this shouldn't be groundbreaking if you've watched the last three or so cowboy games, but for all the gnashing of teeth we've been doing about Zeke and like how has he lost a step and he doesn't look the same, <laughs> he is currently on pace for fifteen hundred and seventy seven yards and fourteen touchdowns. Yep. So he's right back on track where he was, and I think we can all agree it would not be great for this team's fortunes if he's not available yeah i saw a graphic last night that said through i think it was 22 games i think that's what he's played at this point there have been um there have been only three guys that uh, he's second um as far as the number of yards that he's had in the first 22 games of his career it was touchdowns was it touchdowns 21 touchdowns in 22 games which and then one above him was barry okay then that wasn't the graphic i was looking sorry because the graphic i was looking at had three guys on it the first guy was dickerson Zeke was second. The third guy was Earl Campbell. So it's like we're that's talking about two different. Pretty good. That's but pretty good. He's company. in. He's in really, really good company. Really good company. We were talking started. about how he, if he would hit that 150 yard mark, yeah, <laughs> on Friday and right on the nose, right on the mark, right there. And it's surprising. We were looking at the stats, and it's surprising to me when I looked at it. I'm like, he got that many yards. Like it's insane because you don't. What was the longest one he had? 16? 14, 14 yards. Yeah, but from yards. the very beginning, it's like though. little by little. like, But it's unnoticeable just because they're not big plays, you know? Yeah. So when you look at the end result, you're like, oh, wow. He actually did really, really good. Yeah, and from the very beginning of the game, I mean, he's hitting them for five, six, seven yards a pop. I mean, every mm. every time he got the ball. And then he'd have, he'd have one that was like no, a just, no gain or one think, gain. But then he hit 14, right? From so, the very beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. He, he, you're, he, you're forgetting the f- first play. I mean, yeah. that was a four-yard run, to be yeah. fair. But it was a Well, he made run. it up with a touchdown. <laughs> he, yeah. he it was a fumble, but he got four yards. He definitely made it up. And that's pretty much what my my column was about, was the, the defense giving up a big play on the first drive that they got in. After you know a real drive, and Nugent's first field goal was a miss, and his first carry was a fumble. But all three of them, I mean, when you look at those two guys, and then the defense as a whole won the game for him. So it wasn't really how it started, but definitely how it finished. Yeah, they gave up a field goal, touchdown, field goal, first three drives, and then didn't give up another score until I think it was two something or left in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was, I think, it was a really, really dominating performance by the defense. But we'll but get to that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just think, I mean, let's be. Let's be fair about it. It doesn't matter because it never matters when it happens to the Cowboys. 
But that was the most banged up football team I've ever seen, maybe ever. And got worse during the and game. And it got worse. Yeah. I mean, I've just never seen anything like what the Redskins are going through right now on their offensive line. And then just, you know, even their blocking tight ends. And it, it was a mess for them. Uh, you don't feel sorry for them. You no. just, it's the way it is. But I don't feel sorry. You take, I mean, no. you take the wins as they come. You said you don't yeah. feel sorry. Okay, yeah, I thought yeah. I heard no. wrong then. No, 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 I don't, you don't feel sorry okay, for gotcha. them, but, but you... You know, it's you just remember. Okay, they you can it, you can acknowledge that yeah. both things can be true. Like so yeah. few people want to admit that in talking football, but it can be true that the Redskins are ridiculously banged up. It can yeah. also be true that it doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter. It's just that I I don't think that Crawford, Irving, and Lawrence are going to be teammates in the Pro Bowl. I mean, just because of that. But even though, look, ah, even though I was about look, to say, I don't know. Look that way. Those three? I don't know. Those three won't make it all to the Pro Bowl. As it, I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting. Two of them might. I don't know. I mean, I'm waiting. For, I'm waiting for the other shoe <laughs> to drop on those guys. But I did yeah. them. Demarcus Lawrence is on pace for 24 sacks. David Irving is on pace for 20. Three games, five sacks. Even Tyrone Crawford's on pace for nine. He's got four through seven. And, I mean, good, goodness gracious, did he ever look fantastic. What, maybe for the yeah. first time? Some water in here. Oh, wow. Special yeah. delivery. Kind of in the Shannon. middle of a show here. I mean, okay. Nice. Well, we, we ruined uh, – not ruined. I mean, show. there are breaks. You can get water during breaks. Hey, Shannon. Thanks, Shannon. Thank you. Get out. All right, let's uh Felation. <laughs> let's get back to some talk. Yeah. Let, let's talk a little bit about Dak. Dak yesterday had uh, he was fourteen of twenty two for sixty four with a sixty four percent completion percentage, one hundred forty three yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, eighty two point two quarterback rating. I personally believe he did exactly what he needed to do in those kinds of conditions for them to have a win. I've seen some people who said he didn't play very well. What do you guys think about how Dak played yesterday? I think that you know they won the game. That, that's in, in that situation. That's all you can really do. It, it, it's an ugly game. It's an ugly game. So why would it be a beautiful performance from from the quarterback? I mean, it's just now the one thing that strikes me kind of oddly, I guess, is that Cousins talked about what they did all week long to try to prepare, and Dak and them said that they did nothing to prepare. Yep. Um, but they didn't really have any. Other than Zeke, they didn't have any any turnovers or anything like that. Um, you know, handling the ball, he didn't throw the ball well. I don't know if you know, Cousins wasn't that great either throwing it. So for like two, two three, six, yeah, yeah. But that's what they do. I mean, their running back had what twenty yards. So well, I, and Dak didn't really make mistakes. Not not what one that I can remember. And I would say that's all you can really ask for under that condition and that type of situation. I mean, there were some balls that weren't completely on target. But, again, yeah. in that kind of situation, I don't right. expect ball, a lot of balls to be on target. I mean, it, that that kind of game is 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 a game where you're not going to be able to throw the ball as precisely as you normally do. It's just That's just the fact of the matter. If you think Dak played poorly, you're either stupid or you don't. Under, don't call people stupid. I'm telling you right now. Or you don't understand what the rain was like last night. Those are the that's two, probably good. Those are the two options. Like you, you're dumb, or you saw it on TV and you're like, it's not raining that hard, but it really was. And I actually made it a point to come here early and have breakfast and had some conversations about because you know Dak doesn't give great answers about this stuff because he's Dak. I was like, at some point in that game, you kind of realize that you had to change the way that that y'all wanted to do this thing. And they're like, yeah, I mean, you know, it gets to a point where the rain's falling that hard and the ball's that soggy. 
you see Dak start missing some throws that you know he wouldn't miss in normal mm-hmm. conditions. And you're like, well, yeah, and, you know, we got a lead. What are we doing here? Let's just let's just get out of here and not put ourselves in any bad situations. And that's exactly what they did. Dak didn't make any mistakes. He added, you know, the element to the run game that he's had and had a nice 10-yard run that you know, to pick up a, a, yep. first, a crucial first down. Actually, I went back and looked at it, too. He completed five passes for 38 yards in the second half. Three of those five were third down conversions on crucial drives. He picked up a third and three to Cole Beasley uh, on an eventual field goal drive. He picked up a third and seven to Ryan Switzer, or third and six to Ryan Switzer on a seven-yard pass on another field goal drive. And he completed a third and five to Dez on the drive that let him run the clock all the way down to one minute. So when he had to have it, he still had it. And otherwise, why wouldn't you do anything but lean on your running game in a situation like that? You're built for that. Yeah. I talked to a guy, uh, one of the players after the game, and um, I won't say who it is, but this future Hall of Famer said that he he thought <laughs> that uh, it's not Orlando. Play- I'm sorry, uh, it was a future Taco. Hall of Famer tied in and oh, not Taco. Taco. Jeff Swaim, cool, nice, right. <laughs> nice diving <laughs> attempt there. Brandon Carr, man, I tell you what. <laughs> Hey, were you going? So he is I, in Baltimore. I want to hear this story. I feel like Jason Witten just said it's not football anymore. <laughs> It's not football anymore. It, what like, do you mean? When it rains like that, it's, it's not football. Oh. That's not what. That's not you know what we practice all week long. It's just it, it all goes out the window. He was like, you know how many red zone opportunities I was going to have in this game, and like it just changes everything. So even Bryce Butler was saying how there's a play they put in for him. He runs onto the field. He goes in motion. He goes into the corner. The ball is supposed to go to him. He goes, what happens? I run the route. I am wide open. I'm sitting there by myself going, hey, Dak, hey. And he goes. I bet that's how he said it. Yeah. He was just like, <laughs> hey, I'm open over here. Hey. It's like it passes for me. And Dak throws it to Dez. He was like, what's up with that? He's like, they, that's why I'm in the game. So, I mean, the point is, is everything goes out the window Yeah. when, when that happens. Yeah. And well, but the great thing is, you know, you can argue about these things till you're blue in the face. We have we're very fortunate to have we we know what it would have looked like if it hadn't rained because you saw the first quarter and a half of the game. They zipped right down the field. Dak was Dak got like five receivers involved on the first possession. He threw it to Whitney, he threw it to Swain, he threw it to Dez, he threw it to Terrence. Terrence was set up, looked like Terrence was going to have the best day of his season. And then, like, yeah, like you said, it all goes out the window. But I will say this. We also saw on the other side of the ball, too, maybe what could have been. Sure, yeah. Like that, that's a great they, point. They hit a couple of those. They hit that deep ball to uh, to Crowder. And then I was like, wow, this is this is going to be – is this what the day is going to be right. like? I mean, that was a game where it, it was destined for, you know, 30, 40 points on both teams until the rain started. Which, that's a great point. And yeah. going back, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't want to name names, but conversations I have with people here is like – you know, by that point, by the time it really started raining, we had a lead and we knew that they were going to have to throw in those conditions, which yeah. isn't good for anybody. Because they can't run. That's the yeah. problem. They can't run. Yeah. They only had, what, 49 yards rushing overall? Yeah. 3.3 yards per carry. Yeah. That's, All right. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. It's just, you're right. Maybe it is a little fortuitous because this team is built to handle that and the Washington Redskins are not. Clearly. Not at all. 
All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, I want to dive into this defense, uh, which although the rain was the rain, uh, they did play, I think, what, what may have been one of their better games of the season against a really good offense. We'll talk about it when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. We, the entertainment-loving people, want a smartphone built for us. With AT&T and DirecTV, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S8. With an infinity edge-to-edge screen, it's perfect for entertainment. We want exactly what you just said. Buy a Samsung Galaxy S8 and get one free after bill credits when you buy both on AT&T Next and have DirecTV. Visit your local AT&T store today. Buy each for $750 on installment agreement with eligible service. New line is free up to $750 in credits over 30 months. Credits start in two to three bills if service canceled by balance due. Taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Limited time offers. See store for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you back to the break welcome back it's the second segment of the show live from swbc mortgage studios at the star we're talking about the cowboys big win they win 33 19 over the washington redskins and uh, we've talked a lot about the offense now let's talk about this defense this is the second game in a row where they've had uh three turnovers which i think is probably the biggest stat line for this defense because up until last week before the game against san francisco we were talking about that's the thing that they needed to do more than anything else is get some turnovers. They've gotten three turnovers in both of the last two games. Why are you looking like that? Like no, what? I start seeing that look on your face. Like you not got even something that you want. Not even. I just. I'm. They. They got three turnovers. It was great. They played great, but they broke my. But, they broke my heart because. Oh. Because like the two dudes that I wanted to see make plays, Taco and Jalen, had a shot <laughs> at one like back to back. Back to back, right? And they both broke my heart. Like I thought that was gonna be it for Taco. I was like, okay, that's a tough play for a defensive end to make. Yeah. I don't know and, what he was doing back there though. No, he. I well, mean, they drop they him. Drop from time sometimes. Time. Yeah. yeah. And then and then Jalen has a shot and to me, you know, this and that would have been two weeks in a row where he has this amazing play and yeah. he couldn't. He quite even get did it the either. swipe and everything, and then they took it. And he just broke my heart. But they did play really. They did play well. The defense, uh, they got four sacks. Irving had two. Crawford had one. Lawrence had one. Uh, they had um, – You know, and that's that's crazy that they, they didn't give one to Skandrick. I guess because the ball hit oh, the right. ground. Yeah, that's BS. You know, Skandrick comes off the edge. And then, you know, Cousins is going to throw it. He's about to throw it. I mean, to me, if you're about to throw that's a sack. Yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't either. But he had a really good game, too. Orlando did. Oh, he had a really good game. Um, you look at just everything they were able to do yesterday, 
and all the defensive players that that played well, who do you think stood out the most of those defensive players? Nick? Wow. Um, Make your pick. It, it's it's a three-way tie for sure for me. But I on the roundtable that we did Friday, I, I said, you know, I think Irving will have success. I think uh, Lawrence will have success. Crawford needs to also come in there and play really well, too. You can get three guys doing well. So I'm going to say Crawford. I mean, I thought he he did a really nice job. Had, had a sack, forced the fumble, and uh, field goal block. Yeah. That was, to me, that was the play of the game. No doubt. That was the play of the game. They needed that at that moment, and they got it, and it got them in position. They scored two plays later. Ten point. It was huge. It was a ten-point swing. You're Which, down nine, and you go up one, just like that. I have no beef with that. I, Ty, that was probably the best game of Tyrone Crawford's career, and certainly his best game since he signed that extension. Like, yeah. I mean, amazing. But if all they do is block the field goal, it's maybe not that great. What do you mean? I if mean, just if they around. just start right there, it landed somewhere the around the Dallas 15, so. and Orlando Skandrick picked it up and hauled butt to the Washington two or yep. how, wherever he wound up getting tackled. For your for a cornerback, for a 30 year old cornerback, eight tackles, two tackles for loss, that blocked field goal recovery, and I'm going to give him credit for a sack because he got in Should there. And, yeah, well, then one one tackle for loss and a sack. Oh, is oh, yeah. oh damn. Well, yeah, okay. one and one still better. Than <laughs> okay, two. that's a good one and one is still better than that. That still be a great stat line. Yeah, he he was outstanding. I thought. Yeah. I, I asked him. I was like, "Was that the best game of your career?" He obviously disagreed with no. me. I, Which game did he say? Did he did he throw out a game? He he did. I don't. Where does he stay? Versus no, OU. he he had one ready in the chamber for me. But I I don't. I think I disagree with him. I think this was maybe the best game he's ever played. Someone on the plane and in the locker room told me. Just look at the, how many times he's targeted. It was Scandrick both times that <laughs> said that, but he, he, his point is that he he doesn't get targeted a whole lot, and when he does, you know, he he's he, there's no separation and he makes plays. One of my five plays that don't forget about is the first series of the game after the fumble. It's third and five. And there's a crossing route over the middle to Grant makes the tackle immediately. Yep. They kill kick a field goal. The, no momentum really. It was kind of a, and you tweeted that Dave. It was a win. Yeah. That is a win when you give up a fumble and they kick a field goal and it's only three nothing. And they answered it uh, just like that. So, but I thought that was one of the key plays. I mean, he he was he really was. Uh, it was probably his best game. Yeah. He, and and real quick, don't forget, eighty six yards. Oh yeah, he didn't make it to the end zone. You know, he's a cornerback that at the end of the drive. That was a drive. You know, the Redskins had and they're moving the ball and he's chasing receivers and then to go and the run eighty six yards like that. I mean, that yeah, he probably would like to have scored, but. Oh, he oh, he wanted that so bad. Yeah. Like that's literally like the thing that has the reason Orlando Skandrick is not like a two or three time pro bowler is cuz he doesn't have those types of plays on his resume where he gets to the end zone or has the long return and that I mean, you know, I think the one that I the one that really stands out is he picked off Jay Cutler to seal the Bears game in 2014, I think. And the Bears were coming back and he caught he got him in the end zone, but like other than that it's just not a thing that happens for him very often. So, like, I know he wanted to score right there so bad. But still, I mean, like I said earlier, Dak Prescott is not one for sweeping grand statements and juicy quotes. And he was like, yeah, that was the biggest play in the whole game and the turning point. Like, yeah. they did it all for us. They put us right there inside the 10-yard line, swung the momentum, 10-point swing. I mean, it was absolutely huge. You know, if you go back and watch the, the block, there's two hands right there for it. The first one, of course, is Crawford. And, you know, he's right in line, and the ball's going to probably go through the uprights. And he he 
blocks it. But Irving's hand is right behind it. And if you watch it, it goes kind of through Crawford into Irving, like his pinky. But once it hits Irving's hand, it goes sideways. Now, I'm not saying the ball would have gone in. I don't know how much you know, momentum it was going to have to carry. But I think both of them affected the play. And, you know, Ir- Irving's like, I got a little little piece of that too. And, and they, they uh, Crawford, they're going to get – you don't get half a block. You know, Crawford got the block. But I thought Irving also had, you know – Cow- Cowboys PR is trying to give it to both of them. I don't know if that's going to hold up with the league, but don't be – like if – when the when the team stats come out this week, don't be surprised if they both get credit for it. The one thing I will say, Nick, is if you said that if you said that it kind of did change the trajectory once uh-huh. Irving hit it, and Dave, you're saying that the biggest part of that play was the return. Maybe you don't get the return, yeah. but for Irving's yeah. hit on it as yeah. well. So then it makes that that block way more important yeah. than just Crawford's block. Maybe you don't get the field goal, but in this instance, maybe you don't get the return without Irving. Right, and and you know how we just talked about. Scandrick being at the end of the drive, and that's probably why he didn't score because he was tired. That also affected where he was lined up because a lot of times he will come off the edge and dive and miss it. If he doesn't, if he's not dog tired there, he's not standing back there to pick up the ball. But we we had a good view of it, and and I thought you know just keep going to the right, you're gonna get twenty twenty five yards. But when he cut left. You can kind of see that wall, and you're like, uh-oh. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that, too, by the way, because, I mean, he didn't block it, but I, you got to give Skandrick some credit for that mixed ex- missed extra point that the Redskins had as well. He came – I mean, just like he always does, he came off the side, I think. Or, <laughs> Orlando gave himself credit for it if nobody else did. <laughs> so, uh, and you know, they – what, I think he hooked it left, or he hooked it oh, – he, he hooked it – I mean, he missed an extra yeah. point, and Skandrick was coming free on it, so – affected the kicker there on a play that obviously Byron Jones got that pick six, but I mean, the difference between defending a full, a seven point lead versus six is huge. I mean, it was a fun plane ride for them on the way back and Skandrick was up and down the aisle and talking to us and, you know, like a lot of players were and, um, you know, some of them weren't sitting down at the end. They're going to get in trouble. Cause the, we're, they were hey, excited. you know when when that flight attendant got on and said, you know, sit, "Sit down," down. <laughs> felt like I was back uh, in grade school. You know, do you know, who, like I think we're grown. Hey, I think you know who was the one person that was standing up? Who? I mean, he, he, Jason. No, cue it, Kent. Never mind. Taco. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Brandon Carr, <laughs> Mo Claiborne, or Orlando Scandrick. <laughs> Pass. Take your pick, right? We need to get some updated. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> we need to get guys that, that are here. Uh, no, This is classic, Garrett. That's why we have it. There, there's Taco just sta- standing up. I'm like, really? Like, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been here long enough to be like, okay, don't worry about it. But, no, I mean, maybe he's a stand-up defensive end now because he was diving back there, you know, playing linebacker. That would What would that have done? We argued that the other day about – you know, if he just makes one play, we still if he even makes a diving interception like that. Honestly, no, I mean, I would have been pumped and it would have been a great play, but I no, it's not like fans suddenly think he's awesome because he gets like a fluke interception hey, dropping. They would have they would have been like, well, he still hasn't gotten a sack. Be like, do no, what do but, what we've drafted you to do. Yeah, but you know, be an athlete and, and make a play and, and that would have would have helped. It definitely would have helped. Doesn't though. All right, let's let's do talk a little bit though about special teams. I thought special teams yesterday was again difference makers. We talked we kind of lumped it into defense, but really it's the special teams that made the block that got the return. Yeah. And quite frankly, Mike Nugent played, I thought, as well as good of a game as yeah. you can expect 
from a guy who was coming in who was on the street. I think I heard, I think Taylor was telling me last week, he was on last Sunday, he was with his daughter at the zoo. Yep. And this week he's at an NFL game in torrential downpours, and he's been expected to kick 49-yard field goals. Not only that, awesome. last team that worked him out before the Cowboys was Redskins. the Redskins. Yeah. It's awesome. I love the way that type of stuff works out. And then, I mean, yeah, you know, obviously, like you sign this guy on Tuesday, of course he's going to come in and have to kick five field goals in a torrential downpour. Of course, of course the Cowboys aren't going to win 28 to, you know, 17 and all he has to worry about is extra points like that's just not the way this although that might have been a little tougher for him knowing how last year went maybe hey he was three for three he was three for three you're right but it's just like i swear that's just the way the nfl works is like when you get signed on tuesday you have to you you know the ball finds you i guess i don't know but i thought he was awesome especially since his first his first kick was a miss from from a a 49er from a forgivable distance for sure but you're still like oh okay dan where are you okay so in the press box i looked over and i was like rob and dave i was like you think he makes this and both of them no no and i don't know i don't know if you weighed in but i know i i said he's gonna hook it to the left and mickey was like he's gonna hook it to the left so nobody there there was no like confidence there that he was gonna make that and which he actually he was good in pregame he hit like was he? He hit seven of eight going out. And I said he hit a 53-yarder. He hit, right? he hit a 58-yarder. He hit from 31, 34, 37, 41, 44. He missed from 48, re-kicked it, and made it. Hit a 53. I think he missed a couple from 58. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did He yeah. did miss that. Like, he was good in pregame. I just, I just was thinking he hit the leg part. But Brain. what Mickey was saying was that he tends to, to hook left, and so whenever he's on the left hash, that tends to be a problem for him because he already hooks left. Did, so that's did, what Mickey said. Did, did Mickey go watch like cutups of <laughs> I'm Mike? I'm you, that's what that's what Mickey was saying There's, in the press box. There, uh, he's either making that up or somebody maybe or <laughs> maybe, maybe somebody told him that. But or, like, yeah. if he went home, or I hope that Rich Bisaccia told him that because if he went home on like Friday and was just watching cutups of Mike Nugent with the Bengals, like that's too much. You don't need to do that, Mick. <laughs> Hey, he's doing his job. That's you know. That's there's the doing your job, and then there's having you, like. A I'm sickness. sure there's been some moments where you knew something. Something kind of was in the back of your brain about a particular player, and you're like, "I'm going to do the research to figure this out." Yeah. And so you spent countless number of hours doing sure. that just to figure I mean, it out. Yeah. Usually it's for like Dak or somebody <laughs> quarterback, yeah, running back, not the kicker, pass rusher, not the guy. kicker who's going to be here for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, but he also scored 12 points. He did, or no more than that. He had what 14 points. Yeah. Um, you know. We, last two weeks, you, you've talked about three. You said three turnovers, but from the defense. But really, it's been two from the defense and one from special teams True. in each of the last two. I mean, Keith Smith goes down on the kickoff and forces a fumble, it leads to a field goal. The week before, the game just you know changed early when Kayvon Frazier knocked the ball out, and no, yes, and Xavier Woods picked it up. So special teams has has played a big part there i i was i was wondering i know he missed the field goal and i know dave you you do the grades for our, our flashback and i was like man i really hope that that's an a for special teams. yeah no i'm well and you know to be perfectly fair i mean i don't i don't know i guess i'm i'm gonna chalk it up to the rain for ryan switzer because he that was a weird day for him i don't know if i call you know and i know what you i assume what you're talking about is when he kneel, uh, need, uh, he knelt, he knelt, yeah. let he let one bounce from the thirty to the ten. He let, just in general, it was not. 
I thought, a very good night for him. I honestly think that in that situation, I, I wasn't able to see the play fully because we were on our way down to the field. Um, but I didn't even see the kneel. I just, yeah, it was, it was like the third or fourth quarter. They're about to get the ball on like the 33 and he let it bounce and it went down to the nine and completely, maybe it was right before the half. I don't know. My thought was, I didn't know, like, I didn't know what return unit was on the field. Was it, were they expecting an onside kick? Brada said it was the hands. And if they were, if they were expecting an onside kick, that means he had no blockers. And in that kind of weather, my thought is yes, feel the ball. So it doesn't go any farther. And just go down. Just take a knee. That's fine. We'll take the ball at that point. To me, that's the right decision, right? Did you see the though the reaction of his teammates and and the coaches? I mean, I didn't. no, nobody understood what that was about. And then go back and listen to it. Troy Aikman was like, "What is going on there?" I mean, like, it, and I, I was watching it, and I was just like, "What are you doing?" Like, I, I get it. You know, you don't think that Witten and Hannah are going to be you know blocking for you, but I mean, I think. You you're down. I mean, you're up six. You you're you're gonna be starting at your own what fifteen yard line, like. But, yeah, with no, um, but with no blocker, do you want him really running and risking the chance that two guys hit him? Ball comes loose. You're only you're only up by six. I mean, yeah. That could be a game changing type scenario. I guess so. I'd much rather just say take the ball where you get it and let's see. What you, if Z. nothing else, take some time off the clock. Right. Regardless. This is a guy oh. that has me. Pretty upset right now. Wow. Oh. Very upset. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. Really? So annoyed. Very. You yeah. Know, you know well, they won, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I get it. Okay. Yes. All right. But the point is, he, honestly, for a guy that's as cocky as he is, he is pretty cocky. And when, you see, when you're like that, you better live up to it and have a reason to back up your cockiness, right? Well, with that being said, the fact that how he played special teams, it upsets me when he's playing offense and you see him in motion. And you see him so active and running around the field, blah blah blah. And then when he got, when he has the chance to have the ball in his hand, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't apply that same kind of effort as to when he doesn't even have the ball in his hands. But are we confusing effort with results? Like it's one thing to say when he gets the ball in his hands, he doesn't end up making any plays. I don't know if I'd call it effort though, right? I would. Well. I don't like to question guys' yeah. effort levels. I mean, this is the NFL. If you don't, I, if you're he, not, I just feel like he he loses his confidence when he has the ball in his hands. He doesn't react the same way, obviously. Uh, and again, that's not me playing in there. I'm sure it's a whole different feel, and I have obviously no idea what it's like. But from what I've seen so far, is it just seems like okay when he gets the opportunity to have the ball in his hands. He doesn't actually do anything. When when he was when he fumbled against the Rams uh, a few weeks ago, changed that whole game. He comes back and says, "You know, that's not going to change me. I'm still going to do what I do and all that." But he did. But I think to your point, he he didn't really play like that yesterday. Now, was if the rain was a factor, yeah. maybe so. But there was times when it's like, you know, catch the ball, and he didn't because he he'd rather he wasn't confident yeah. that he that's- could catch it. And, you know, we'll see if that happens again. If it happens when it's a bright, sunny day in San Francisco, then we have an now issue. you got a problem, yeah. But he's probably getting yelled out in his head about don't don't make a mistake here. And he's playing like that. But, you know, I think, in, I think this is part of the issue when you get somebody that everybody's talking about on draft day. Um, then people create these expectations in their minds of what he's going to be immediately. And – Looking at the way the rookies played last year, you think, oh, well, this guy's going to contribute immediately. 
that doesn't mean he's a bad player because he's right now not making plays. And I wouldn't question his effort. I just think right now, for whatever reason in the return game, he hasn't been able to really show you much as far as his abilities to make plays. Now, maybe that means he can't do it. Maybe it means he's just going to take a little while for him to develop into playing in the NFL and being able to really make those plays. Yeah, and I think the the cockiness has a factor in it, at least for maybe. me. I'm just like, yeah. okay, if you're playing like this, quit being cocky. Like, come on. <laughs> Learn from Zeke a little bit. Zeke has, you know, calmed oh. down a little. I'm saying <laughs> Zeke has calmed down and he's being here's, here's the thing, and I think I think you're right. You know, you draft a guy in the first four rounds to be, you know, you talk about him like replacing Dunbar and all this stuff and the expectations get pushed up. I'm not asking you to make plays. I I don't judge him that way. I really don't. I don't. I'm not worried by, you know, I don't think he's a bust. I'm not worried by the type of impact he's making. I do expect you to catch the punt and save the offense 25 yards of field position on a rainy day when you know it's hard to move the ball. Like, I'm not asking you to break it for a touchdown. I'm just asking you to catch it. Yeah. That's really all I want. Yep. And it it wasn't happening for him yesterday. It was just, like I said, I've never done that before. I'm sure the rain plays a factor. I get all that. But just there, he had two or three decisions where I was just like, I've never seen somebody do that. What's going on? Yeah. At about four in the morning, I was still trying to think about going to sleep. And I thought about that play. <laughs> and I thought, I should get up, go back to my computer, change my five point five plays story, because I I left one out and I felt really bad for it. But the play where the penalty that changed that when the ball was rolled out, he didn't catch it. It rolls down to like the thirteen yard line, and then there's a penalty. They make him re kick and they get the ball. It's thirty yards of field position. Huge. They go down and get huge. a field goal. Yep. I was really upset that I didn't put that in the five plays. You and Mickey you both just need to go to bed i feel like like i went i got home and went straight to bed and you're gonna be about two i was i watched the whole game again no oh come on (laughs) no come in and do that on monday with broadus like that's what i do that's the difference though i mean that's the difference i I don't come in early i I do it at night or i got here at 9 26 i mean it's just it's all the same yeah and you have stats and i don't but i watch the game that's i the last thing, I mean, the last thing I want to do, yeah, I got embedded about two, and I didn't want to think about football for, like, at least a few hours. All right, let's take our final break. Let's come back. Let's get some questions from you guys. Call us, 214-872-2102. Again, it is 214-872-2102, or you can hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. This is The Break. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, want a smartphone built for us. With AT&T and DirecTV, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S8 with an infinity edge-to-edge screen that's perfect for entertainment. We want exactly what you just said. Buy a Samsung Galaxy S8 and get one free after bill credits when you buy both on AT&T Next and have DirecTV. Visit your local AT&T store today. Buy each for $750 on installment agreement with eligible service. New line is free up to $750 in credits over 30 months. Credits start in two to three bills if service canceled by balance due. Taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Limited time offers. See store for details. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas and football, silver and blue. 
shotgun formations, and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Back to the break. Final segment of the break. We're talking about the Cowboys' big win versus the Washington Redskins. They moved to four and three on the season. Right now, the interesting part is, although they've played well these last two weeks, Cowboys still are not, as of this week, still are not in the top six teams in the NFC. Uh, they still got a little ways to go, just one game out from uh, from those wild card spots. The two wild card teams with better records right now. Wild cards right now are whoever's in second in the West and. Yes, I looked it up last night. I can't Whoever's remember. Whoever's probably the Panthers. I think it was the South. Yeah, I think it was. I think the Panthers are no, wait, five wait. And three. Or was it the North? No. Green Bay second and North. They're four and three, same as the Cowboys. It would be the Panthers and whoever's second right. in the West, right? Now. Right. And so uh, the Cowboys won game out of the out of that part of out of the wild card wild card uh, teams at this point. But the good part is that the season's so much in front of them. All these teams that are right there in that mixture are all kind of on the Cowboys' Whoa. schedule going down the straight. You got Atlanta. You've got uh, Seattle. Um, they've got obviously the division games left. You got two games against Philly. They got enough games that they can uh, that they can certainly put themselves right in position to to maybe even win the division. Yeah. Like, they're not out of this thing yet with almost half of the season done. Well, I mean, you know, this isn't college football where you need style points. I mean, they've won four games. I don't believe any of the four are against the team with a winning record. But you know, nope. Wow. But you have a chance to, to change that because I have a good feeling the Chiefs will have a winning record when they come to town uh, this week. So they you play know, Denver tonight, right? Tonight football. Um, and and you know it doesn't matter. You you play who who you play. And sometimes I've always thought that that's kind of a s- stupid stat, especially early on, because you know if it wasn't for you beating them, they might have a winning record. I mean, you, you're right. contributing to that. So, um, but I, I what my point to that is is that. Do we think this team's really good? Well, we'll see. I mean, they've lost to a team, the Rams. Who, the Rams now are looking pretty good. They're gonna, like you said, they get Philly twice. These next three games, I mean, it's probably the toughest stretch that anybody has. Chiefs at home, at Atlanta, Eagles at home. Yep. I mean, it's good luck. Quick, good, good teams. Quick note for all the "woe is me" type of Cowboy fans: this will be the second week in a row that Dallas gets an opponent on short rest. Redskins and Chiefs both play Monday night, the week before they play the Cowboys. So, you know, I don't think the league's out to screw you. It's I just, said that to Rob last night. And Rob said, "Do you think the whole Chiefs' offensive line is going to get hurt?" I'm like, yeah, I, I doubt it. <laughs> it ain't just about rest; it's about injuries too. Yeah. I mean, that that to me was a story of that game. That in oh. the rain was a, that was the storyline of. That but they game. played a division team, you know, on the road, and, and the Eagles, Redskins. I mean, that's a rivalry as well. And you know what? The Chiefs have the same thing. They're going to go up and they're, they're at home, but they face Denver. And, you know, I'm sure that that's probably a, a real physical game as well. So they'll the interesting be, they'll be part is, up. is the Redskins went into the Eagles game with injuries on the offensive line. The guys that were playing went into the game hurt 
and then got hurt again. So it was like uh, they just had everything just went wrong for them. And I don't know if you expect the same thing out of Kansas City, but it is one of those things where a short week, short week to me is way more about recuperation and injuries than it is about just being tired. Oh yeah, because I think it's it's it, can you turn your body around when you got when you're nicked up and those kinds of things on the short. I run. actually give the Redskins some credit for what they did. I mean, they were functional. I mean, they they had the ball, they had a chance to go drive and win the game, um, and they you know they had guys playing for them that that were signed early or late in the week. Mm-hmm. I mean, so Bill Callahan, who was here obviously with the Cowboys, and he did a really nice job with that O line. And yeah, to I mean to Derek's point before the, the before the rain really started and it got sloppy, you know people were blowing me up like. <laughs> We can't get pressure on these guys. They they signed three days ago. Like Demarcus Lawrence can't beat Morgan Moses with no ankles. Blah 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 blah. I mean, yeah. So I mean, I don't know that the Cowboys would have lost that game, but I think it would have been much different looking had it stayed drier. This defensive front, as I think probably most defensive fronts in the league are, uh, unless they're just exceptional, um, is they play really well and they can get those those big moments when they know what the other team is doing. When you force the other team into situations where they have to throw the ball, then you can just really go get the quarterback and you don't have to worry about pass run. Um, there were some moments in that game last night. Like I said, early in the game, there were some moments there where you were wondering how good this defense was going to be able to be even against a banged-up offensive line, really against a second-team offensive line uh, because there were moments when Kirk Cousins had a lot of time. There were moments when Chris uh, Chris uh, Thompson had some nice runs. Like, you know, that Nick when when uh, when Rob Kelly went out for a second, I was like, well, that doesn't really matter. I kind of want him back in because I, I think I want him running versus Chris Thompson. But Chris Thompson had some nice runs uh, even against, you know, running up the middle. So I, I, I just think the weather played a huge factor in that game. I don't know if we would have seen the same outcome if it wouldn't have been for the weather. I love the way that this game turned. Like when the Cowboys really get control of a game the way they want to, double-digit lead, a yeah. lot of runs – it's funny the way it turns because I'm like when you said Chris Thompson, I was like, oh yeah, did, did he do anything? Eight catches, seventy six yards, twenty twenty rushing yard. Like he, he had some moments, had a hundred all purpose yards and a long of a long run of sixteen and a long catch of twenty six. Like he definitely had some moments, but after about halftime, it just didn't seem like it mattered yep. because their offense. I think because of the rain and the way their offense runs. When they when their passing game became it, when it became when the weather became something that made passing prohibitive, then it changed the whole complexion of the game for them. And I I think had it not happened like that, I'm not saying the Cowboys couldn't have won the game. I think it would have been a much different style of game though. I think there would have been a ton of scoring both ways. It probably would have been a lot like that Sunday night football game last night between the Texans. That was the afternoon game between the Texans and the Seahawks. And the Seahawks yeah. Oh yeah. Where you got it going back and forth. Whoever has the ball last wins, right? You know, ironically, like several times throughout our game yesterday, I was like, man, I wish I was watching that. No, that game was crazy. And then you get the good baseball game last night. This is night sports. I'm projecting like so stupidly far into the futures. I mean, Cowboys are not a lock to make the playoffs by any stretch of the imagination whatsoever, but. If they do, I would guess it's as a wild card. And, you know, that's really encouraging that you're built to play that type of football. Like winning a game like this, I mean, if you've got to go to Seattle or somewhere cold or miserable in January. Although, like now that I'm thinking about it, most of the teams in the playoff picture play indoors or in nicer climates. But still, I mean... It's, I mean, that's the type of football that travels, and that's nice to know if this is... Billy, even. Like, yeah. Billy's a, a city that has inclement... Billy, you know. Charlotte, 
Seattle, L.A., probably not so much, whatever. But, you know, you can take that with you if you do have to play a road playoff game. Yep. Let's get to some questions. You guys give us a call, 214-872-2102, or hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. Let's start first with a question from Twitter. Well, I think had the Cowboys lost this game, we would probably be talking about all the penalties they had. So what are y'all's concern in regards to this, especially with a player such as Tyron Smith? Yeah, I mean, Tyron Smith had three uh, penalties, two holdings and a, and a false start. And At uh, least one of them I thought was bogus, but it, go ahead. Yeah, I, I one thought. One touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was very. Kind of needed that touchdown too. Pancake-ish, like. Yeah. I, mean, I thought he was kind of smashing the guy. But anyways, um, it's uncharacteristic out of him. And, you know, that that's where I think maybe we need to just see if we chalk that up to the weather as well. You know, it, it, it's hard to, to get your. You know, hands on guys to, to block. Everybody's, you know, that jerseys are wet, hands are wet. You know, maybe it, it just leads to a little bit more of those holding penalties. So we'll see. I, I, Tyron Smith's resume speaks for itself. And so I, I don't know if I should, we should sit here and say we should be concerned by it. This well, is, what about the other guys? Well, well this, is the, I mean, this is a conversation we have in the press box all the time. Jason Witten is good for a penalty of some sort. Just about every game. I mean, one way or the other. He had a holding yesterday. Sometimes it's a false start, whatever. You you let those things go because the, the resume far exceeds, you know, the infraction. Uh, and that that goes for Tyron Smith. I mean, that's that's the most Tyron Smith has been penalized in a game in the five years I've been covering this team. And it was in a monsoon against a team with good pass rushers, Preston Smith and Ryan Kerrigan. So... Not a great day for him by any stretch, but I'm I'm not worried about it. Lyle Collins, probably a little more concerning. Um, you know, I I think I even said leading into that game, you know, if if you can handle Von Miller and and those type of guys as well as Lyle has, then you know you'd think you can handle Ryan Kerrigan. Ryan Kerrigan whooped him up a little bit, especially in the early going when the game was closer. So, you know, not not great, but you got out of it. You ran for 169 yards. I mean. You know, if you watch the tape and it, try to improve. If you took the numbers off and the numbers and names off of the, the guys and just kind of evaluated this this offensive line for the last I don't know three or four weeks since it's been since it's been this lineup, I mean I would think that Tyron still has probably been your best guy. I mean he 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 locks it down. He doesn't get beat much, and if not if not Zach Martin, but Cooper is up there, especially yesterday. I thought Jonathan Cooper. He had a holding too, though. Just yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. He had a holding. But I mean, when you when you watch him play and watch this, that touchdown run, I mean, he he is the best guy on the line on that touchdown run where it's just wide open. He just mauls his guy, and he is playing like the like the first round pick. I mean, he's starting to do that, and I think it's kind of what we talked about before. I mean, I guess. You get surrounded by greatness, you know. Eric's like a proud dad over here, like, yeah, I'm just like. But he is no, no, no. Well. I, honestly, I think we were talking about it on the show, even back to training camp. Of man, what would it look like if you could get this guy to play up to the potential of where he was drafted, and maybe getting him around other guys who were drafted in the similar time frame and similar picks? Maybe that does it. Maybe that gets. And then if you can get there, now you've really hit. I mean, you've hit on that on that position. And you've hit on a position where you think you can kind of sustain it a little bit because hey, I mean it's not that expensive to have him here. You know, and and give you know, we, we talk about free agency and how this you know the actual 
you know, last two years that hasn't been good really and and just veteran free agency. But the foresight to say, you know what, let's get Cooper here. Let's see if if maybe next year, because they did that last year. They kept him. They re-signed him. They thought, well, let's give him a chance. Let him be here all offseason. And it's paying off, just like what they did when they they took a 6'7 defensive end off the Chiefs practice squad. You know, and and he's and David Irving. So, which by the way, that just reminded me. It's a, this will be a really good week to have a feature on him if he's playing the Chiefs. Really? Up, yeah. Yeah, it's a good idea. His college team's playing pretty well too. Iowa State. He said he told me before he put on whatever he he was wearing. What was that? That's Chester. 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 Has is that, he's named it. What is it? The fox. The fox. Okay. I, I just he. Like I'm talking to him in the locker room, and, and you Des know. had a lion on his back. Yeah, Des has a lion backpack. <laughs> David's got Chester the fox. What is Des wearing on his head? On the on yeah, the, I don't. He's got the furry the, hat, the George Costanza hat. Yeah, it's. Anyways, we've got all <laughs> kinds of animals. I mean, talk about going to the zoo. Uh, Nugent probably thought he was back there seeing uh, Irving, but Irving said in his big old smile, "He's like, this was a good weekend for me." He's like, "My team beat TCU, and." We we won the game, so this was a really big weekend. He's okay. like just he's he's the best. He's Life like is such good. a friendly, just unassuming dude who happens yes. to be good at terrorizing quarterbacks, <laughs> and would never do that in his normal life. Oh. Like he doesn't seem like he has the personality to terrorize anybody like, at all. Hey but man, yeah. What's, well, you you on? might get to know Mas this week. Hey, uh, you get, you might go. get to know Mas about him. Hey, by the way, you know, just to mention, you mentioned that, but uh, I don't know if how many people have saw that. Last week we put out a brand new show that, that Amber's and, uh, Amber and Rob are hosting uh, called No Mas, uh, with the idea being that it's kind of an opportunity for you guys to get to know players a little closer. And, uh, and I thought it was a really good show. It was a fun show. Tell people what it's about just so they have an idea and they can go check it out. It's on the website right now. What is it about? Well, it's basically kind of like a trivia game where you get to guess what the player's answer is. So, so far we've been having a player as a guest on the studio, in the studio, and they try to guess what their teammate teammate answers are. Now, we have this one coming up that might be Irvin against Rob playing, guessing what Demarcus Lawrence is saying, and that one turned out pretty funny. Pretty hilarious, I would it's say. Kinda, Let me just change it. Yeah. And it's not because it's our show and my show or whatever. It's hilarious. It was very, it was kind of crappy, actually. <laughs> you guys will have to watch it. Yeah. Talking about. And it was good. But just to give you guys a, a clearer picture, even than that, it's basically you ask a player a question and then you stop it, stop the video of him get before he can give an answer. And you ask the two contestants, what do you think his answer was? You give him multiple choice. And then they say, I think it was this. In that first episode, one of the funniest moments was asking about Jalen Smith and what he, one of the things that people wouldn't know about him, I think was the question. Yeah. Uh, and I just will say, Door the Bl- door of the Explorer was included in his answer, yeah. and it was pretty funny. So it's that kind of stuff. It's a really cool concept. Uh, you guys are doing a really good job. Yeah, Rob had no chance trying to go up against Rod Smith, trying Jaylen's to guess brother. the answers of Jalen. Yeah, you know, I, he was like literally. I, I've seen this in his house. Like I know that's the yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rob's not going to get that. All right, but guys, we preach. Go ahead. I was just going to say. I mean, I'm pretty uh, pleased with how it's turning out, just because of how open these players have been so far. And just finding out some of the things that you would never think or expect from them. So check it out and 
Hope you guys enjoy it. It's called No Moss. That's K-N-O-W, as in no, get to know, Moss. Check that out on the website. We'll be back tomorrow, 9.30 a.m. Until then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,